Hey everyone, welcome back to What's Up with Pastor Chuck. We are so excited to enter this holiday season. And as we go about entering it, we notice that it can be a very stressful season for some people. So Pastor Chuck is going to take this time to talk about the spiritual disciplines in a way to give you guys tools to make this time of um, holiday just a more meaningful time, a time where you can slow down, decompress, and really focus on the things that matter. So stay tuned for our first spiritual discipline. Hey everybody, welcome back to What's Up with Pastor Chuck. And we've been away a while, but what we've been doing is getting ready to redo this podcast, refocus it so that it's even more beneficial to you. So, and I think you're going to notice some changes uh, that will make it better and make it more exciting and make it more beneficial to you. So what we're going to do though is open up this next series of podcasts with the spiritual disciplines. Um, Spiritual disciplines are ways that we interact with God, ways we deepen our walk, ways we become better disciples of Christ. And everything we do in the end is about helping people be better disciples of the Lord. And so what we want to do is share with you different spiritual disciplines and how to actually do them. Uh, And and by the way, it's a discipline. It's something you do. And then what happens is you get closer to God. You experience God. uh, You go deeper with God. uh, Your relationship with God is better. Your faith stronger. And so all those kind of things happen. So we're going to take a few weeks now to do that. And the first one we're going to start out with is a a spiritual discipline that you may have tried or not tried before called fasting. Uh, And so in the Bible, uh, we we understand that there were different times that people fasted. Uh, On the holy day, the most holy day of the year, the day of atonement, people would fast before God and seek atonement. And they would do that as a nation. It was the only one day fast declared in all the Bible. And yet throughout the Bible, we see people fasting at different times in different ways. Jesus even said this, because he was asked, why don't your disciples fast? And he said, while I'm here on earth, they're not going to fast. But when I go, then they will. So we as believers, we actually do have times of fasting today. And so in our church, uh, one of the times we are going to fast is on December the 10th. We're going to call an all church one day fast. And if you are listening uh, before that and you're able to join us on that, I would love for you to obviously make sure medically you can do it. Uh, but if you can medically can't go without food completely, you still could go without something. But the goal is we're going to have a one day, no food, uh, uh, fast where we seek God together. And so here's what I want to say to you, you know, think about doing is how do you get the most out of that? Well, the first thing you want to do is understand the principles of the fast from Isaiah chapter 58. And Isaiah 58 starts out by saying, why have we fasted and you do not see? Why have we humbled ourselves and you do not notice? And God says, you know what? I know you're wondering, okay, you fa- I, you've been fasting and you, you don't think you're getting anything out of it. Um, so let's talk about the right way and the wrong way to fast. So God's going to interact with the people over this. And God says, number one, you've got to fast with the right desires, the right motivation, and you've got to do it in the right way. So he begins by saying, behold, on the day of your fast, you find your desire and drive hard all your workers. Behold, you fast for contention and strife and to strike with a wicked fist. And he says, you do not fast like you do today to make your voice heard on high. In other words, God says, you know what? I'm not going to listen to you when you do that. Now, if you're not caught, what maybe you're driving or you haven't looked at the passage yet, and I'd love for you to look at Isaiah 58. What he's saying is when you're fasting and you start to get irritable, you can't allow your irritability to come out. Uh, you can't be uh, a bitter person, a mean person, a negative person and get positive results. So the Lord says when you fast, he goes, you're doing it for all the wrong reasons and you're being mean spirited and that is not what I want. 
Interestingly, what does God want? He wants you to actually fast so you're seeking him. And Jesus even talks about, you know, when you fast, make sure that, you know, you wash up and you look good. And, you, you know, people have looking going, what's wrong with you? Go, oh, I'm fasting. You know, I'm doing without food. And it's really hard. And the hunger pains are killing me. And they go, well, how long have you fasted? Oh, an hour, you know. And <laughs> you can't do that. So here's the idea. The Lord says, is it a fast like this which I choose a man for a, uh, a day for a man to humble himself? Is it for the bowing of one's head like a reed and the spreading out of sackcloth and ashes on a bed? And he goes, will you call this a fast, even an acceptable day to the Lord? And the Lord is saying, I don't want you walking around with doom and gloom. Uh, the idea of spreading out ashes, the idea of laying there saying I'm in such pain. He says, nope. You give up the food during that day or, or during that period of time and you just seek me and celebrate you're with me. And here's how you get the most out of fast. Every time you're hungry or every time you eat, you pray more. And you start by praising God. You start by getting excited to the Lord and, and talking to him. <coughs> And God wants you to, to actually have that kind of an attitude. So you have to have joy. If you're going to get a lot out of the fast, you have to pray more. You have to love his presence more. Psalm 1611 says that in God's presence, uh, you find pleasures forevermore. And so what you're going to do is not find your pleasure in food. Jesus said, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So what do we do? We find our pleasure by praying more and maybe reading the Bible more. And so if you're, you know, lunchtime comes, you grab your Bible and you go say, Lord, I'm just going to tune into you more than ever. And every time I'm hungry, I'm going to pray harder and pray better. And that's what God wants you to do. And so interestingly, verse seven of this passage says this, or at verse six, verse six says, is this not the fast which I choose? Here's what God is saying. How do you fast correctly? To loosen the bonds of wickedness. So you pray and say, God, there's, there's things in my life I don't want to be in me. Maybe it's irritability or anger. And I pray you're going to take those away. Maybe it's a, a lust problem or maybe it's a, a materialism problem or maybe it's a, a holding a grudge. You say, God, I want to let go of any kind of wickedness in me. And then it says, undo the bands of the yoke. So fasting is a great way to seek God and pray more so you can be set free from something. Something, maybe in an addictive behavior or, or, or something like that. Or maybe you're praying for that for someone else, that, that they're having it. And then it says, and to let the oppressed go free and to break every yoke. So God says, when I fast, by, by practicing that discipline, what I'm doing is I'm saying no to food for the moment or no to something for that moment or period of time. And then through that, I find strength to be free from something even bigger. Now, here's what's interesting. Tracy's here with me. But um, my, my training is now in counseling. And so one of the things that we've, we find in counseling is if someone needs to break free from something, what we do is we look for them to have a small victory because that ends up building towards bigger victories. So, you know, let's say I have, I've got somebody who has a problem with smoking or vaping, you know, uh, or, or maybe even alcohol or, or, or some kind of narcotic. Well, I want them to get off of it completely, but, but cold turkey uh, does work in f a few cases, and I want to say few, but better if I can get you to have a victory in one area, we can build on that victory to get you free in the other. Interestingly, that's what God is saying here. God saying when you fast, I want to, I want to break free from something. So, or I want to pray for someone else to break free. But by fasting from food for a period of time, I actually can find myself having a, a victory in my life where I realize I'm not controlled by that. So by 
now taking control over that, I can take control over other things. I hope that makes sense. But notice what God says in verse 7. That's what I want to get to you too. He said, is it not to divide your bread with the hungry and to bring the homeless poor into your house? And when you see the naked, to cover him and not hide yourself from your own flesh. You know what the Lord says to me? And, he, and this is, by the way, me. When, when I give up um, food or I give up something, we do a 40-day fast where we fast from something and for something and for someone. When I give those things up, I almost always benefit financially. In other words, I'm not spending as much money on Starbucks. Or I'm not spending as much money on going out to eat. Or I'm not spending as much money on, on even dinner at home. So you know what the Lord says is you take that money and you give it to poor people. Isn't that wild? In other words, I can't go, oh, wow, I just did a 40-day fast from, you know, one time I did a, a non, if it wasn't a necessity, I didn't buy it for 40 days. At the end of the 40 days, I had a lot more money. I mean, by the way, I was shocked how much more money I had. And guess what I, God said? He goes, you know what, Chuck, you can't keep it. You can't spend it on you. What you got to do is you got you to bless somebody else with it or help somebody who wouldn't, was in need. And so that's what you do. You make sure that everything in the fast is about seeking God and somehow about blessing others. And then in verse eight, it tells you what will happen when you fast correctly. Then your light will break out like the dawn and your recovery will speedily bring spring forth and your righteousness will go before you and the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. In other words, God's got your back. That's what that's saying. God's got your back. Then God says in verse nine, then you will call and the Lord will answer. You will cry and he will say, here I am. If you remove the yoke from your midst, the pointing of the finger and the speaking of wickedness, and if you give yourself to the hungry and satisfy the desire of the afflicted, then your light will rise in the darkness and your gloom will become like midday. And verse 11 says, and the Lord will continually guide you and satisfy your desire in the scorched places and give your strength to your bones. And he, you will be like a watered garden and like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. Those from you are, those from you will rebuild the ancient ruins. In other words, all the things you thought were lost will be brought back and be even better. And you will raise the age-old foundations and you will be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of the streets into which you dwell. Now, I could go on and on and on, but let me just stop and say this. You know what God just said? When I fast and seek him in the right way, then he's going to bless. He's going to, to bless me, number one, by me being closer to him. When I pray, God's going to say, here I am, and I'm going to be more aware of the presence of God. So on December 10th, that's going to happen to so many of us. We're going to give up food for that day. But then during the time we would eat, we get away and we start seeking God and praying to God. And you're going to realize, whoa, God's closer than ever. And God's going to say, yeah, I reveal myself to you more clearly. And the Lord says that I'm going to cause you to have this joy you never would have had and I'm going to cause light to shine from you in your life and and I'm going to see you uh, uh, actually finding yourself being able to bless others and, and and your whole life's going to begin to change and it might begin in a little way but it'll build to a big way so it starts with that so let me just say some things to close number one uh, on December 10th if you can we're going to do an all food fast where we don't eat you know for that day and uh, by the way it's okay when it's over to celebrate it being over by having some really fun food but but we're going to do a one-day fast together. Uh, then during the time you would normally eat, you pray. You pray and you pray and you pray. All the Crossroads family, I want you to pray for our church to be blessed. I want you to pray for our church to find reality happening for the vision we have. But I want to ask you to pray, pray, pray for you and for our church. Then... Uh, yeah, every at the end of the fast, you celebrate uh, with God. Now, during the fast, you also celebrate with God. So you give up food, 
You pray when you normally would eat, maybe read God's word too, and then you celebrate through the day with God and seek God, and then at the end you celebrate with God as you come to the end of the fast. Now, just since uh, this may be some of you listening when it's not December 10th, uh, another way of fasting is to give up something for a period of time. Daniel uh, fasted and sought God by giving up uh, any kind of good tasting food and bathing. <laughs> okay, Tracy's laughing. Uh, no, he didn't. For 21 days, Daniel did not take a shower or a bath, whatever you want to call it. And so uh, I'm not advising that particular kind of fast. But you know what? There is something about fasting, like for a 40-day period of time, which will start on Ash Wednesday of this year. And uh, we're going to uh, see God for 40 days during that. And so I'm going to be directing some of you to come back and hear this then uh, so you can get more out of it. But during that time, you give up something that you would miss every single day. And every time you miss it, you seek God and you pray to God and you read God's word and, and you celebrate with God and you, and, and you just find him. So that's fasting. Now, I know I gave it quick. Uh, uh, I could go on and on and on because I love the spiritual discipline. But I'm going to ask you to really think about that. And then next week, uh, when you come back to the podcast, we're going to go into another spiritual discipline that I have found has changed people's lives in a dramatic way, a revolutionary way. Um, and I want to share that one with you. It's powerful. I might even have to take two weeks on that one. So start by choosing a time to fast, hopefully December 10th, or if you're in the 40 days, during the 40 days with us, and just get close to God. Anyway, uh, we will see you or hear from you next week. And uh, have a great week and let God bless you in big ways. Hey everyone, so we're super excited for the full food day fast on December 10th. Uh, but if you're anything like me, it's not easy, especially when you can't complain. You just have to put on a good face. But we're excited to see what God does. We're excited to do this as a church family. And uh, we'll be praying for you guys as I know that you'll be praying for us. And so we'll see you next week for What's Up with Pastor Chuck. Pastor Chuck.